Hello, and welcome to Beauty Guides Podcast. You can find us at Beauty Guides Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare, sometimes even self-care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator, and you can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics. I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren H. Beauty Vibes. Today's topic is Battle of the Acids, AHAs versus BHAs. Hi, friends, and welcome back. Um, so, Lauren, I can't believe I slept on this for so long, but we need to talk about what we do in the shadows. <laughs> it is so good. Okay, I have to ask you, did you watch the movie as well as the TV show, or are you just watching the TV show? I'm just watching the TV show. So I think I had – so for everyone who doesn't know, what we do in the shadows is a vampire show. It's like modern vampires, but they live in modern day. And it's a show on Hulu. And I feel like I had watched the first episode and then was kind of like, oh, I don't really know or like forgot about it or whatever. So then I was listening to a podcast and I heard them mention it. So I decided to give it another chance. I watched the entire first season in a Sunday. I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's hilarious. <laughs> Everyone should watch it. It is like laugh out loud funny. I think the man that writes that show is a genius. He also did that other show with um, – it was a movie with Scarlett Johansson. It was about um, back in the Nazi Hitler times. Is no. that really to you? No. Okay. Well, I can't think of the name either, but okay. he wrote that as well. Yeah. No. Hilarious. So if you're like me, you watch the first episode and you're just like, I'm not sure what's happening. And like I didn't understand Colin, the energy vampire. I was like, what is <gasps> – what? Like, it's brilliant <laughs> after you get it. Yeah, once you get it, like if if you watch the first episode of the show and you really were like not understanding what was happening, watch the second episode. I promise you, it's so good. It's so funny. It reminds me of like Reno nine one one comedy, where yeah. or um, Arrested Development, where it's like these side stories, but they all happen with like the main story, and it, it's just uncomfortable and weird and funny. Um, and just so awkward. I love it. Yes. And then stick around for Nadja. She's the best. She's the, the best. Yeah. Love- she's the lady vampire and she is so funny. <laughs> she's so funny. So funny. <laughs> I want her to be my best friend. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> At first I like did not understand the energy vampire. I was like, what? The- I do not understand what's happening with this guy, like this random middle-aged white guy that lives in their house with them. And then he became like, my one of my favorite like oh I mean I love them all but I definitely really like he steals the show he grows on you and then you can't live without him he does it's so funny god it's really try everyone try it out but I heard that so people who watch the movie first and then watch the show say the show's not as good as the movie so I'm glad that I'm watching the show first and then I'll watch the movie and be like oh my god this is even better Yes, please watch the movie. It is one of my favorite movies. I insist on watching. Actually, it's coming up on Halloween time. I've already started watching my spooky movies. What about you? Um, I haven't. Well, I did. Okay. I watched two scary movies on Netflix, but not with the intent of spookiness. It's just sometimes I, I don't, okay. I don't like scary movies, but I don't mind like thrillers. 
if that makes sense. I like, I like more of the weird and wonderful. Like today yeah. I watch Edward Scissor's hand. Oh, Scissor. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll just, I like more of that. I'll just tell you about the movies I watched. The first one was called Old Ways, which mm-hmm. I couldn't finish because I got too scared. But it's basically a reporter who goes to Mexico and the local indigenous um, – I don't know if they're indigenous, but the locals – um, the local shaman lady decides that that lady ha- is possessed by a demon and they like lock her up and are like, she's like hallucinating and they're trying to exercise the demon. And I got really scared. <laughs> and yeah, so, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Well, so then I was telling my students about it. And one of my students, he is Mexican, um, but he grew up in the United States, but he would go to Mexico all the time. And he was telling us like Mexico is really, really haunted. Like there's a lot of spooky stuff that happens in Mexico um, because they're. That 100%. Yeah. He said their cemeteries are like miles and miles long. Like there's their cemeteries are huge. And he told us a story about he they were at a funeral and he went to the bathroom. He was like five and he got locked in the bathroom, but the door was unlocked and no one could open the door, get him out. Like they had to break down the door to get him out. And it's like, oh, God, so spooky. Um, Yeah. So. That and then the other one I watched was called. Oh, nope, don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> but it was on Netflix. It's basically it's. Uh, I want to say they are German. They're definitely not speaking English, and they are. It's a bachelorette party. They're hiking, and then all of a sudden, someone starts shooting at them. And oh hell no! No, well, these are these are messed up situations. <laughs> I, I got no. <laughs> there. So one of my favorite scary movies is called The Ritual, which is I think they're Swedish. They're out in the woods. It, again, bachelor party in the woods. They get lost. They end up at this house, and then there ends up being this like spooky um, kind of forest monster that um, people are praying to. They find like an um, an altar to this spooky forest monster. And that one actually was really good because I, again, it's like, I don't know, that's not real to me. Like I can enjoy it, but not be, but like things like possession and ghosts and stuff, that stuff is real to me. Or like people hunting you in the woods. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't like that. Let's go on to the Met Gala. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, Christian Siriano, Maryland, represent. So Lauren and I have a special fondness for Christian Siriano because he's from Maryland, and not only from Maryland, but from, like, the Annapolis area, like we are. And, I mean, I remember watching him on Project One Runway, and I watched it with my mom. Shout out to Jules, if you're listening. And just being so stoked that this kid from Maryland who did so amazing – Absolutely. And he actually used to be the shampoo person at Bubbles. And I worked with the staff at Bubbles with him at David Alexander's salon in um, Annapolis. And he flies that whole crew up to New York Fashion Week every week. And they went to his wedding. So I get serious FOMO around this time of year because they were just there. Like Lil' Kim was sitting in the front of them. And like, I don't know. I just want to meet all of them. It looks like such a good time. He, okay. So. He designed, um, I don't know her name, Lily. Yes. Yes. The girl. Lily Reinhardt. Lily Um, Reinhardt. And she wore this pink dress that had flowers on it. And he had um, the state flower for every state. And I feel like he is one of the people that understood the assignment. Absolutely. Because there was a lot okay there's always a lot of ridiculous stuff going on at the Met Gala but I feel like this theme no 
<laughs> it was bad. There, the, this theme was kind of all over the place. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it always is. Last year, I think it was the camp theme. That was all over the place, too. Mm-hmm. But Two years it, ago, it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the best yeah, was... Like some designers, um, it looks like they just wanted to throw out their creation, and it's like, I don't get it. They're what, it that right. didn't really go with the theme. But I still love to see it. The best was the um, the theme where it was like the Vatican the Vatican uh, theme. Yes. Theme. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Brianna at that one? Yes. Yeah. With her like cardinal hat. She, it was amazing. It was. I, I loved what she wore this year too with the crown underneath of the beanie that was like mm-hmm. tilted on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really worried about the theme. I mean, do not, I'm not relating anything to the theme. I'm just talking about looks I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about, since we're talking about Met Gala, let's talk about um, Kim Kardashian. Yes. Okay. She had a 77 inch pony and Mario Dadovanovic, Dadovanovic, I can never say it right, Dadovanovic. I don't even try and say his last name. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is. Um, He did full glam under her look though. And I live for that. Even though she wore a mask that covered her entire face and her entire body. I kind of wish I could wear that outfit though in real life. It would really help my anxiety. I did think um, her sister Kendall looked really good, too, in her, um, like, Breakfast at Tiffany's kind of vibe. Yes, I agree. Um, Also, I'm, uh, like, having a new obsession with a pop star named Kim Petras. And it looks like Paris Hilton is really good friends with her, which I'm kind of obsessed with. But I don't know if you saw her at the um, Met Gala. She was wearing, like, a horse. Yes. (laughs) Like, a horse head. Yes. Yeah, I get me as though she wore a full latex yeah. mask suit with like a weird dress over top of it. But I was living for that, too. So I don't know how this happened, but I watch a lot of YouTube, as we know. And then YouTube recommends videos to me. So I found a channel called Hot Lamode, but hot is spelled like Haute Couture. Yes. Yeah. And it's this guy. He's in New York and he um, I can tell that he went to school for fashion because the things that he talks about um so he was talking so he did a review so I found him because he was doing reviews of um say yes to the dress bridesmaids edition (laughs) so with some tragic dresses and it was really funny but anyways he did he talked about VMAs and then he talked about Met Gala but the dress that Kim Petras wore is actually the latex and the dress is one thing it's by one designer and it's supposed to because if you look at the dress there are some um maybe kind of christian references on the dress there's like a lot of crosses a lot of like stain yeah Yeah. and then to put latex under it like a full latex bodysuit and face mask was done intentionally to kind of be like you know latex and that sort of um latex culture yeah yeah so um that, that was interesting i didn't realize that it was like one full piece i thought it maybe they were it was a choice Oh, to put the two together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it's actually one whole thing. And then he did talk about her weird horse outfit at the Met Gala. Yeah. Oh, I've been wanting to talk about this on the podcast, and this is the perfect time. So when we were talking about Gwen Stefani in the 90s episode a lot, um, something that I read about her when I was researching more was that she styled and bought all of her clothes from, like, the whole first half of her career. And so she, it's really rare to find an artist that was actually styling themselves and Mm -hmm. like 
known for their style. So she was just all about her like connections and like liking fashion. And like, that's how she would get in a lot of magazines was like being called out for, for her amazing style. And she did it all by herself. And I thought that was really neat. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing the interview. Gwen Stefani is kind of getting some negative publicity right now because of her most recent music video. Have you seen anything about this? No. Okay. So Gwen Stefani likes to play dress up. Um, in other cultures styles yeah right so so when in the 90s when she was wearing the oh gosh i can't remember what the 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 gem on her forehead oh that one yeah so the guy in the band who is her ex-boyfriend he is indian Mm -hmm. and his mother used to wear one and she always really liked his mom's and so she would put them on her And Mm -hmm. she would let her wear them. And then she just started wearing them. Um, So, and then they talked about, you know, the Harajuka phase with those girls. And then um, she definitely has some, like, Chola references, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so in her most recent music video, she is wearing a Native American headdress. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, when they've kind of asked her about these things, she's been very unapologetic and sort of like, I'm doing nothing wrong. I've done nothing wrong. Um, And I'm I'm wondering if this. okay, because she's married to Blake Shelton now. Right. Yeah. So I'm mm, I'm I'm wondering what her influences are, maybe, maybe her thought process behind these things. Like I think um I don't know. It and I I haven't really seen I haven't seen the entire music video too, so I don't really want to speak on that too much. Um but I do know she is kind of being criticized right now for yeah. It doesn't surprise me. I, I mean, when I was going back watching some of her older 90s music videos, I was like thinking, wow, that would have gone differently nowadays when she was wearing sure. all of the face pieces. And that's neither here or there. Yeah. You know, it I, is what it is. Um, I always saw her 90s style as being very California ska, like the plaid I pants. I think she's been around so many cultures. I yeah. think she respects cultures but likes to take in through mm-hmm. that. And sometimes – I struggle with um, <clears throat> people being very analytical of things because someone that is someone that loves like fashion, like a lot of times you're just like appreciating other mm-hmm. things, like by promoting things in fashion and like bridging those cultural barriers, not saying that right. you should wear an Indian headdress. That is wrong. I right. definitely understand the history of that. And that's very wrong. But, you know, sometimes I feel like you're pay- kind of paying homage to it a little bit. I think where I have issues with um, taking things from different cultures is when you take things from different cultures, don't pay tribute to it, and then become make a lot of money off of it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's when I am like, mm, okay. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then also when the girls look stupid at Coachella with their Native American headdresses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the two things I have a problem with. So, <laughs> looking yes. at you, Vanessa Hudgens, we know you started oh, it. Oh, so hot. I love her. It's, oh, my God. I just think she's so God, cute. She was the OG of the Native American headdresses at Coachella, though. That was like 
Oh. Yeah, that was her thing. Um, okay, I want to talk about a couple makeup things, unless you have anything more you want to talk about. Uh, no. Mecca yeah. clothing. Yeah. I feel like we had like a full week of fashion. Um, yeah, we had the New York Fashion Week. We yeah. had the VMAs and we had the Met Gala. So I was really living for all of that. It was great. It felt I felt like there was like a little bit of a shift in the universe and a mm. lot of things. We got some things that felt normal back. Right. I know my boyfriend's definitely happy that like football is here again. Mm-hmm. But like I got those fashion shows. So mm-hmm. that was good. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you the Met Gala is the only time I care about fashion. Because to me, it's like um, if celebrities – um, go basically they're going to a theme party and it, and it's very much like who um, people and trying to impress each other I don't know it's just like if celebrities went to a Halloween themed party oh I think it's even deeper than that like you yeah. have to be invited to even be right. one of the celebrities on the list and then to have like a designer like just be like mm-hmm. I have to bring this you know it's not even the person picking out an outfit it's like the designer oh, almost. So- you're just Speaking, You're just vessel. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, I want to hear some irony. So AOC's dress that said tax the rich. I saw that. The yeah. the designer of the dress is wanted for tax evasion on multiple counts and tax fraud. And, and that's uh, it's an interesting choice. In- well, she wants you to tax the rich so she doesn't have to pay her taxes. <laughs> yeah. She can't pay them. Someone else needs to. Yes. <laughs> Um, so we had the Ulta 21 Days of Beauty, um, and I've got a couple things that I want to talk about. Um, one of them was the Urban Decay eyeshadow sticks. Your girl loves an eyeshadow stick. I probably have um, – um, I have five Laura Mercier's. I've got a couple CoverGirl. got a couple Kiko Milano. So I wanted to try the Urban Decay because I, I like Urban – no. I want to like Urban Decay, but I feel like they, they just, you know, the days of Naked 2 have passed for Urban Decay. They're not in their prime anymore. Um, yeah, I think they did a lot of things right, and they should stick to those, but they should, they're they're not really being innovative anymore. No. Um, and then um, the eyeshadow sticks were a no-go for me. They definitely made my eyes burn. My eyelid skin was burning, which I know I say I have sensitive eyes, but I never really get irritation from eyeshadows or eyeshadow sticks. Like, that's not really something. That's a whole other level. May I ask what color this was in? Um, It was, it's it's a peach one it was the peach um sometimes those like when you get into like the red pigments and mm -hmm. I know peach is not red but you know what I mean like those colors Mm -hmm. sometimes certain things can cause irritation or it might be well there's like glitter in it or it's metallic now the only other time I've had my eyes burn like that was I got the Anastasia Beverly Hills the sultry palette and it was there's glitter in that one so they have her shimmer formula but then there's like a glitter formula and that glitter made my eyes burn like this oh ouch yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so I'm wondering if it's the glitter or the pigment or what um and I'm really sad because I really wanted to like this but my eyes were definitely irritated like Good to know. Thank you for that feedback. You're welcome. Doing things for science. Yes. (laughs) The other thing is I'm on a hunt for tubing mascara. So I love the Thrive Cosmetics tubing mascara. Um, It was actually recommended by my eye doctor that I do tube, a lady eye doctor. Um, She recommended I do tubing eye uh, mascara since I have sensitive eyes and I wear contacts. So tubing mascara, it doesn't flake and it doesn't run. It doesn't smear. Um, So she said it's better for my eyes 
And so I love the Thrive Cosmetics. It's just not really easily able to get. I have to get it from the Thrive Cosmetics website. That's the only place I can get it from. Um, and so, and I don't mind spending a little more money for it because I like it so much. I just, it's just annoying to have to place the order. Um, you get it on Amazon. Mm, I haven't actually looked. Oh, mm, I haven't, I didn't even, I don't know why I didn't think of that until just now. That's okay. But that's why sometimes, you know, you ask a friend and then <laughs> you ask a friend on a podcast. Phone. Um, yes, girl, they have it. Yeah. Just. You okay. know, just Amazon it. Like, <laughs> right. well, thanks, Jeff Bezos. So I know. Well, Once again, thank you. Like, I know he's bad in other ways, but the one I tried is by the brand Ico. Have you heard of this brand? It's spelled E Y E K O. No, I haven't. Wait, oh. no, nope, I haven't. <laughs> okay, they have um a lot of mascaras. It looks like like mascaras are there their thing. Um, but I bought, it's called fat brush, bold volume. Um, because I, I tend to like a, um, I don't mind rubber bristle, but my preference in mascara is like that classic, um, natural bristle, like really big, almost like, um, urban decay perversion. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my classic. Um, and this one is okay. I don't know if it's a true tubing mascara. I think it's just like a regular mascara, but it says it's tubing. So if anyone has a good tubing mascara, that's easily able to get. The other one I tried was the L'Oreal double extend. It's like one side is white and the other side is. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's there. None of them are as good. None of them are as good. The Thrive Cosmetics gives me such long, 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 long lashes. Well, at least now you know you can get it on Amazon. Thanks, friend. Yes, queen. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Kelsey did the coolest experiment with her students. Oh vitamin C. Please explain. Okay. So I'm not like a regular teacher. I'm a cool teacher. Uh, <laughs> so I'd always wanted to do this because I've seen this like as an example before. So I took an apple and I cut it. And then my students and I, they brought in different vitamin C serums and I had some vitamin C serums and we put vitamin C serum on each one of the apple slices and then left one alone. And I was like, okay, we'll give it like a day. And then what we're looking for is, so essentially vitamin C is an antioxidant. And so it protects against free radical damage or otherwise known as oxidation. And that oxidation is what you're seeing that brown when the apple turns brown. So I expected it to work like, okay, but you know, not to be amazing. Freaking super goop, freaking super goop. 48 hours later, the slice of apple that had super goop on it looked like we had just cut it. Like I- and not super goop, but that um, vitamin C product yes. that I was like shouting out in the skincare for your dudes mm-hmm. episode. That's the one that won. Yeah. It's called daily dose and it's vitamin C plus an SPF 40. So it's kind of just like your daily dose of like everything you need for daytime, which is vitamin C and SPF. Um, and so I, a, all my students purchased it after that. And I was like, and they, I'm glad it was my vitamin C. Um, and B, I shared it to you guys. I know a lot of you guys bought it. So I'm glad that we were able to see from science. Um, and if you're hearing this and don't know what we're talking about, go look on our Instagram. I posted the picture of the apples and I mean, you can see there's a huge difference between the one and the rest of them. Big, huge, huge. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so I went home to Maryland this weekend and I hung out with my friend Nicole and we watched the Lula Rich documentary mm-hmm. and it was so juicy. And it was awesome too because my friend Nicole used to sell LuLaRoe. So some of the people that like onboard onboarded her and stuff were in the show oh or in God. the documentary. Yeah, I watched it. Um, I watched it Friday and I watched like all of it in one night because I was just yes, like, same. yeah, which <laughs> I had to finish it. By the way, Kelly Clarkson totally canceled. You are canceled. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> that one guy was like, I loved Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Oh my God, they were all a hot mess. That's just yeah. Lula Rich was really interesting. Um, it's about the Lula Row MLM and kind of like where it started. But the interesting part about it was that not only did they have interviews from members who were like no longer part of it that lost a lot of money, but they were able to interview the owners. Um, and and they were able to show you the testimony of the owners too. It's really interesting. Yeah, I just looked at Nicole at the beginning and I was like, wait, are they going to sue these documentary people? <laughs> like, do they know? Because they're so positive and yeah. like nice about everything. And like, yep, this company was like made to create yeah. joy and empower women. And I'm like, oh, I totally thought happen? about you, though, when they talked about how the one girl looked around, they were all dressed the same. And then <laughs> he was talking like about Mormon sermons. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm in a cult. It yes. happened. <laughs> Yeah, that was fun. That was um, it was really interesting. I thought it would be a lot of the same because there's a Vice documentary about LuLaRoe, um, which had the same girl in it. Um, but this one was actually really good. It was really interesting that they had like the third person to ever sign up. But I mean, these yes. these women made ridiculous amount of money. It was crazy. And it, yeah, like you were saying with the cult and everyone starting to dress like I was saying to Nicole, I was like, I felt like at that time, like all these women were wearing these like leggings and these mm-hmm. oversized shirts. And I, I mean, sorry if anybody's listening and they were into that, but bleh, for me, like, no, oh, you, and I always like walk to the beat of my own drum. So I'm not trying to insult you in a way like that, but I was just like, why is everyone looking the same? I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, um, it was really interesting. What I also liked is that they had one of the artists on who had to create the prints because I remember yes. <laughs> they were selling prints that had watermarks on it they were so shameless and stealing things from the internet other people's prints that they forgot to remove the watermark and so there were leggings with stolen prints that had a watermark on it It was it was a hot mess hot mess yeah yeah, crazy okay so last thing that we're going to talk about before we get into the topic Mm -hmm. is the murdoch murders (laughs) i feel like since the last time we talked so much happened. So much happened. So yeah. much happened. We, we found out that basically the man that was shot in the head had hired a person that was a past client of his to murder him after he had taken out a life insurance policy to go to his oldest son. Crazy. Classic, classic mistake. And then the person he hired to murder him didn't even succeed. No, and now this man's going to jail, and he's being charged with everything in yeah. the book. And yeah. they're reopening the investigation into the nanny that I, was murdered. I uh, not saw... murdered. They're, they're saying she died, but yeah. the family had never gotten any of the money for the settlement. Um, They found out that he, the judge, not the judge. Yeah, he is a judge, technically. Isn't he a prosecutor? Mm. 
name like that. Anyway, he um, has been on opioids for 20 years mm. and completely mismanaging funds. Apparently, the wife had um, opened up like an investigation because she started noticing that money was going missing. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did kill them because you know yikes oh we're causing problems but the insane part of this entire story is this is like a legal dynasty of over 80 years that is just like coming to an end right in front of our eyes i mean in this town it's it's like it's like that old show dynasty this like mega important family and then there's all this like i mean this is soap opera style like you this is crazy I did see an article that said that there are already writers like oh, in the sure. works for this this movie oh, I'm sure. <laughs> because it is insane. It's what's like happening. It, it's like Tiger King. Like you can't make this stuff up. It's so oh. crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. Um, it is insane. And then I think we should also um, mention Gabby as well. If you've been following the case of Gabby, who was missing um, and her body has been recovered in Grand Tetons, and as of now the boyfriend is missing um and we've all been kind of following this case because um where the boyfriend lives is maybe about 45 minutes north of my parents so you know kind of local kind of local we both have these local insane Mm -hmm. stories going on right now yeah um I just want to say I'm I'm really glad they found Gabby but I can't help but get these um Natalie Holloway vibes. Do you remember Natalie Holloway? She was the girl, blonde girl on vacation in, in think, Aruba. Yeah, that um disappeared. Mm-hmm. And she was all over the news. And and I just there is this thing of when a pretty white girl goes missing, it mm-hmm. becomes a media sensation. And and it's just kind of giving me those vibes as well. But I I'm very glad they recovered the body. Um and I hope they get some answers. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, um, yeah. it's also a very triggering case right yeah. now. I mean, I personally haven't been wanting to tell anybody that I've been following it. I mean, clearly for you, I will tell you, but mm-hmm. I haven't wanted anybody's opinion on it or mm. what they think because every, I would say most of your girlfriends have been in a, narcissistic abusive oh, yeah. type relationship and yeah. if you've watched that police video you can see yeah. those signs of it and it's very interesting to be on the internet and see some people just blame her and be like well she mm. hit him first it takes two to tango but no nothing about mental health or being in a relationship where they are making you feel yeah so like that yeah yeah you should yeah. never be in a relationship where you feel the need to result to physical violence like it, mm-hmm. you shouldn't even be put in that situation where something might trigger you to do that and I know like sometimes people you're like seeing red and you don't think about it and you just swing or whatever but nothing should ever put you in that type of pressuring situation where that is the result of it like that is not regardless of physical violence if you're almost there that's not a healthy relationship and it, it's so hard because I think a lot of young girls and you know I've been in those situations too where you just I think that's why it's hard and it's triggering because we've all been there and I think a lot of us have been in situations where it's like wow if that went the other way like maybe we wouldn't be here today either and Mm. um it's just sad to see that 
Yeah. And it's sad to see how it's being sensationalized by some people. Yeah. Like there's nothing more to get. People are like trying to look into it more than it needs to be. Let it be. It is what yeah. it is. And then let's also talk about all the indigenous women that have gone missing right. at exact place that are not never got the attention. Exactly. Exactly. When it when so it's so keep a, that same energy, people. Yeah. Keep it. Keep that energy for more things like this. Right. Like, like let's find keep all that energy all women. for when your friend's douchey boyfriend yeah. talks out of line to her. Keep that energy. Yeah. Like yeah, let's yeah. let's find all missing women, all missing children, all missing people. Yeah. Like let's and let's not let our friends get to that point in relationships. Like someone speak up or like let's inform ourselves so that we can be good people to others. Cause mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. signs are there. I am glad that they found her body though, because I there has to be some relief. I mean, as sad as it is, right? It just I think the unknown would almost be worse. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, but, but very interested to see um what happens with this guy if they find yeah. him if he will off himself to take that way out. Who knows? Who knows? But should we talk about skincare? Yes, queen. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so I um I thought so we had talked about acids before. We've talked about exfoliation before, and then Lauren and I have sort of a Google Doc file where we just kind of put um, episode ideas and I was kind of browsing around and I saw that Lauren still had some questions about AHAs and VHAs um, and asked if I could explain them a little more and I said I got you fam don't even worry about it because AHAs and VHAs are really confusing and I'll tell you even my students who have been studying skincare for four or five six months they even sometimes struggle with that and um, trying to keep them um, straight and get them confused. Um, a, they're letters, right? AHA, VHA, they sound really similar. Um, and B, it, it's a little confusing when you're not skincare, like you're not in that immersed in that world to try and understand these things. Cause um, yeah, when you think about all of these being acids, I'm like, wow, this is not one to mess with. You know yeah. what I mean? To start like concocting things together and just going all willy nilly about it. Yeah, for sure. So I would be happy to kind of break it down a little more. Um, I also mm-hmm. want to shout out, I do have a skincare ingredient book, um, the science behind skincare, a guide for estheticians. However, anyone can read it. And if you're interested in ingredients or a little bit more about skincare, go ahead and pick it up. It's on Amazon. There's a link in my bio. And I think there's a link in the beauty guides bio as well for this. Um, so AHAs and BHAs are considered exfoliation and exfoliation should really only be done once or twice a week for dry skin or two to three times a week for oily skin. So these really aren't things that you should be using every day. So the best way to remember it and what I tell my students to remember is in BHA, the B stands for breakouts or blackheads. Okay. So think about anything involving your pores where the breakouts are or where your blackheads form. BHAs are going to go into the pore and dissolve excess dirt and oil. So this is when you want to clean out your pores. This is what you need to be using. Um, We've talked about this before, but you can't shrink your pores. I'm very sorry. They're genetically determined. However, you can help them appear smaller by keeping them clean with BHAs. Um, Very true. You can stretch out your pores and please check out our um, pore strip, Viore pore strip episode for a little more information about that. So for AHAs, I want you to think of A for aging. So these are things like fine lines, hyperpigmentation, otherwise known as sunspots, or rough texture. 
AHAs are going to work on the surface of the skin. We have many layers to our epidermis and they shed off naturally, but as we age, this natural shedding process slows down. So AHAs are going to dissolve the bonds that hold skin cells together, allowing them to be sloughed off. And this reveals younger skin cells, which have a smoother and brighter appearance. Um, so I recommend using these types of exfoliants at night for a few reasons. Um, one, to help remove the dirt and grime of the day and allow nighttime products to absorb better. And two, during the day, we really want to be focusing on protection, which is SPF and antioxidants. So for example, the um, Supergoop Daily Dose, which is an SPF with vitamin C. Um, at night is when our body and our skin heal, and that's when we repair things. But during the day, we want to protect. So, Lauren, you had a few questions um, about acids. So go ahead and read me the first one. Yes. So can you use both? So, yeah, you can absolutely use both AHAs and BHAs. You just want to use them on different days and at different times. Um, these ingredients don't play well with each other. Remember, they're both exfoliants, and you don't want to over-exfoliate your skin because then you end up with like a whole new set of problems. Okay. So can you use them every night? Um, generally, no, we, we don't want to be exfoliating every night. That's too much exfoliation for most people. Um, side note, little side note here. If your esthetician has you on a specific routine, um, always follow that. This is just for people who aren't on a specific routine. Um, but for people who want to use both an AHA and a BHA, this is what I recommend. So night one, you would use your BHA. Night two, you would have no exfoliation. Night three, you would use an AHA. And night four, you would have no exfoliation. And then repeat. So it's kind of every other time. The exception to this rule is if you're using a product that has both a BHA and AHA in it. An example of this is the Sunday Riley Good Jeans. This has salicylic acid and lactic acid. Um, and this has been formulated so the acids can be together on the skin. The above routine, the previous mentioned routine, is more for people who are using these acids like in separate products. Okay, I didn't know that Sunday Riley Good Jeans had um, oh, both of them yeah. in it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's why it works so good. That's why it looks so yeah. good. <laughs> uh, I might go to that next instead of doing my just my Paula's Choice and mm -hmm. alternating. That's great because, you know, where you will use three alternating things every night and remember them because that's your jam. <laughs> I like simplicity. <laughs> so yeah, sure. I love knowing that. Okay. My next question was, can you use on the same nights as retinol? Yeah. This is a big no. Retinol okay, is what we, no. yeah. Retinol no. is what we consider an active, um, just like AHA or BHA are actives. So your actives, you only want to do one at a time. Um, the exception of the rule is if you're under the guidance of an esthetician, of course. Okay, so that would be on your no exfoliation nights is when you could use your retinol. No, because that would be that would be an active. So you're, okay, yeah, you would do. Then you would add like night five. No, wait, night five would be retinol. Yeah, and then night six would be no exfoliation. Yeah. Yeah, which that's kind of a lot of things going on at once. Um, however, I do know, like, no sh no judgment on my part. Like, you want to use all the skincare products, go for it. I love it. Um, but just it's just being mindful about not mixing these things. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so is 
one type more appropriate for people than the other? Um, for sure. So BHAs are going to be someone who has extra oil, blackheads, or breakouts. Um, and actually, BHAs are kind of a nice place to start if you are a more sensitive skin person. If you struggle with redness, sensitivity, or rosacea, you can um, BHA is a nice choice for you to give um, kind of a gentle chemical exfoliant to the skin. And then AHAs is going to be for someone who is dry, has uneven skin tone, or fine lines. AHAs actually help moisturize the skin. So while they exfoliate, they are appropriate for dry skin, especially lactic acid. So that good genes is going to really help if you have dry skin. Um, oh my God, I can't wait to do it next month. I'm writing it down right now. Oh, good okay, genes. good. So if you're new to AHAs, I suggest listening to our AHA episode where I break down the different types of AHAs, who they're, what they're good for, and I also provide some examples. Oh, I have another question. Yes. Um, is there an age where you're too early to start? Because, um, well, the reason I am asking is I was home this weekend. I saw my stepsister. She's like 16. I noticed she has gorgeous skin, amazing skin, but just has a few blackheads um, around like the nose area. Is that too early to start exfoliating the skin or should you be good around that age? No. I, um. So – it's not too early to start using BHAs because she's okay. got blackheads. BHAs, those, um, the other name for BHA is salicylic acid, which is what you see in a lot of acne products. Um, oh God, I remember those um, pads back in the day. Like, oh, yeah, Stridex. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stridex pads all the way. Yeah. So if, um, so for a lot of, in a lot of teenage acne products, there is a lot of, um, salicylic acid is one of the ingredients that they use. So absolutely. She would be fine to use some BHAs and she would be, um, a good candidate for something like the Paula's choice toner where she doesn't have to use it every day, but every, you know, every few days, every other day, and she could just wipe that over the areas. Yes, exactly. I thought that'd be a good little stocking stuffing, stocking stuffer for her for Christmas. Oh, don't tempt me with skincare for Christmas. That's what everybody gets from me. Right? Yeah, that is the gift that keeps on giving, actually. Yeah. And that's why you all get sunscreen from me, because you're welcome and you need it, Sarah. You would be my... proud of me. So the bachelorette trip that I went on this weekend, yeah. um, my can contribution when I got to the house was definitely like a big bottle of sun bum because we went out on a boat together and I was like making sure that everyone reapplied um do you have a sun bum favorite do you have one you really like I just use the original formula just an OG will you post it because I'm always, okay because I stare at sun bum but I can never pull the trigger because they have so many options and I get I get overwhelmed and this is oh, coming yeah. from and and I will say that the OG like formula I'll send you a picture but like it's so nostalgic of the smell it's like a banana boat or something oh, but yeah. it's it's just like good old good sunscreen I do have students um who are of darker skin colors who use the sun bum clear zinc um, Ooh. so if you are of a darker skin color and you don't like the white cast that zinc can give you, um, the sun bum clear zinc looks really nice. That's a really big deal. That's really cool to know. Yeah. She, um, she's my student. I always use her as my test because a lot of mineral sunscreens say no white cast. So then I make her put them on like her arm or her face or whatever. And, and most of them give her a white cast. So Oh, yeah, that's such a good, like, skin tone to have to work on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, she has the most beautiful, like, radiant chocolate colored, like, milk chocolate, just, like, so pretty. Uh, 
loves it. I know I you know what I'm talking about when I say that like radiant milk chocolate, just like so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I totally get what you're talking about. Um, well, tell me what made you happy this week. Well, um, my Maryland trip was amazing. I went to a bachelorette weekend in Deep Creek Lake, and um, I got some content for hair and makeup from my stepsister, which was nice. I saw my best friends, Christina, Nicole, and Reese. Did you ever know Reese from um, high school? I know Reese as your friend from high school because yeah. um, he, you guys did like the musicals and stuff, right? exactly yes and he is still my friend and he's got like a wife and three kids and he's always tired but it was good to see him because it's just like hard to catch up and um also I am like about to come up on the busiest busiest wedding season that I think I've ever had in like my 13 years of working and I finally got my very first uh, bridal contract for just like Lauren Hall Beauty oh Lauren H Beauty vibes I love it I love it if I so ever exciting. if I ever had a wedding, you could do my makeup. I'd pay you to do oh, it. Yeah. Would you ever do my makeup or would you be scared? Oh no, I would do it and I wouldn't charge you. I mean, there's certain friendships that that's like really special to me. You know, like the whole like ritual of doing and the you, makeup. And you know what I would do as your friend? I'd secretly yeah. Venmo you money because you wouldn't let <sighs> me pay you because that's the type you of friend I am. This. I know. I know. Because that's what you do for your friends. I accept it because I really like money. Yeah. You should. That's when my mother-in-law colors my hair and she doesn't charge me. I always, um, I leave money on the, not, that sounds really bad. Leave money. I throw money at her. But I I, the same way when somebody does something for free for me, especially like when I used to work in the salon and people do like trade-offs, I'd always like leave a fat tip somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I I, like stick 50 bucks somewhere because like I know if she's working on me, it means she can't take other people and make money. And like as, as someone in the industry, I understand what that's like. Um, I had a friend for two seconds, friend loosely, (laughs) who uh, took advantage of me and asked me to do really crazy things to her hair that were like really impossible while I was in hair school. And then she left me like $20 on the um, kitchen table and it was like six hours worth of my time and like lots of bleach and that's almost insulting at that point. It was so (laughs) insulting. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well then I promise it won't be 20 bucks. No, no, I, that will never happen to me again. That was a long time ago, but it brought me back there. I was like, man, that was shysty. <laughs> I, I don't talk to that person anymore. I'm making really good decisions in my life by like unfriending these. I love how you said I was friends with someone for a minute. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I totally know that feeling because I've definitely like started to become friends with someone. And then I'm like, oh, God, no, 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 no. And then I yeah, just like actually, ghosted. I was in her wedding. Like it was through my like ex, like and it was his like best friend. And then like. The person he married, so it was like that kind of friendship. And then when me and my ex broke up, I'm like, you know what? This this is a good time to just, yeah, just never fucking talk again. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just to uh, kind of trim the fat a little bit and cut my losses. Yeah. <laughs> Bye forever. <laughs> just crop me out of your wedding pictures. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you what made me happy this week because it happened this morning. So I originally had something totally different. So this morning, um. Aaron and I get up around the same time and, you know, let the dog out or whatever. And there was a little piece of like half eaten bread on our door um, frame, like outside, like the ledge of the door of our outside door. And we're like, what? Why is what is this bread? So I watched the cameras. It was a raccoon. He left me some bread. 
little Aww. raccoon left me a little bread snack. That was so sweet. <laughs> cute. Aww. And seeing the little raccoon like scrambling around on the um the camera, the security cam. So my backyard is um a wooded area. So we've got raccoons and coyotes and you know all sorts of wild things. And you know, we see the ra- I've you've seen my videos of the raccoons in the dumpsters. You know, with the, yeah. we're very so we're, and you're like, I love you. I do, <laughs> I love them so much. And then to see that they left me a little bread snack. Left I'm little living for this really I know. Show. <laughs> I know. And then to watch the security camera and to see this this little guy squirming around, it's really funny. So that's what made me happy is that my raccoon friend left me a little snack. A little snack. Oh, I hope you guys get closer. <laughs> I hope he comes back for you. I know. I hope he does too. I I, I appreciate the snack. It was really nice. I didn't. Yes. I did. I didn't eat it. I threw it into the woods. But you know, yeah, it was very nice. You, please. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I threw it into the woods and then immediately washed my hands. But you know, it was very nice. <laughs> yeah. Great decision. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, We appreciate you stopping by. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We would really appreciate it if you left us a review or shared us with a friend or messaged us your beauty questions or told us about products you like. I love it when you guys tag me or mention mention us or message us about things that you're using or things you're curious about. I mean, that's why we do this because we just like talking about this stuff. So thanks so much, everybody. And Lauren, what are you going to remind everyone of? Kitty shake at the tambourine. Okay. Bye, guys. Yeah.